Hey, this is Kendall Tucker. You're listening to Verbal Shenanigans. But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Right, hello everybody. Welcome on back to the show, the cast. Um, people are still coming down from last week's episode, Mike. Um, I think I think you went off the rails a little bit. Um, I think you you offended the religious. I think you offended women. I think you pretty much you pretty much got the whole scope of people uh, on who you claim to be better than and claim that. You have the number one draft pick into heaven, yeah. um, and you know, kind of ended the episode with telling women they shouldn't put fish in their mouth. So it was another great week of the show. Um, do you have anything to say to the listeners? I said what I said. We all know the truth. I mean, Scott, you may notice that I've moved my seat, and the reason I did that, I'm right under the light, so mm-hmm. I'm prepping for the glow that everybody will see as they come up to the gates to heaven you know just seeing the shine coming off draft pick number one you know so um so you're you're starting to live with a glow to try to feel what it's going to be like and you ascend into the next level yeah it's really easy in the house it's really inconvenient when i'm on the road i have to pay somebody to hold a light over me as i'm like walking through the neighborhood Uh i mean it's good for everybody else it's just a pain for me i have to deal with that i mean how I still pay the Druids waiting for the blood midnight when you admit your son was born on the same day as me. Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's why that's where all the money goes. People are like, why don't you invest into the podcast? All the money goes into the people I hire for my uh, brilliant ideas. So. And now now lighting. Now the lighting guys that ha- are full. <laughs> yeah. Full time lighting guys. Yeah. 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 So that's another room in the house. I had to give up for my people. It's very awkward. But I mean, we. We dredge forward. By the way, the show's name is Verbal Shenanigans. That's uh-huh. pro- we probably should actually start the show by saying the name. That's usually best advertised. Oh, I'm surprised you don't have a backup name for it that you you may have changed it to over the, over the uh, last couple. Burlu weeks. and the rest. I was thinking. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, anyway, I'm glad you're still you're still high on your your hill. You're you're high on your mountain, and that uh, you haven't fallen off the the top. And um, um what is your now does this god complex that you have this god you know thing you're feeling as of late especially it's really developed over the last couple years it's really kind of yeah it it, you know it started with like you coming up with nicknames for yourself and then like it really the snowball kept rolling to where you have legions of fans um that you Mm -hmm. can do no wrong that you've lived a perfect life where you belong right in heaven Mm -hmm. with no questions asked correct to to cult-like behavior to Mm -hmm. i'm curious if this is all kept inward or now you're you're portraying it to maybe say your wife or whatnot does she feel this way about you or would she agree i would hope that she does i don't bring it up because i just naturally assume she feels that way about me i mean gotcha 
I, mean, so, I, I gave her the ability to be with me the most of any person on this planet. So, right. I mean, just by rule, I would have figured she would understand her uh, responsibilities and what her desires must be in life. So in your head, like you guys are out to dinner, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you get an appetizer or something. She's staring at you mm -hmm. just like, man, like, how did I get so lucky to be with this god like he's not even yeah. a man he's a god look at him put his tongue into the sour cream ramekin look at him only a god could do that exactly exactly <laughs> and it's very awkward when we go out to eat because i got to get two booths because the light guy has to go in the second booth to like me <laughs> you know just in case the restaurant if they do the candle light, i'm like no 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 they need the full aura situation this is becoming almost like a Taylor Swift Kelsey situation where they gotta rent out like whole restaurants for themselves and close down places. Mm. You're you're building your way towards that. Well, I won't rent out the restaurant. I want to give, you know, that that's another one of the tips I give instead of actual money, is okay. just the restaurant will have like the prestige and like the word going out. It's like you know, Burley was just in here, you know. Uh -huh. They can put it on their social medias, they have pictures. I mean, you know, maybe picking up a ravioli, put it on their Instagram or something to that effect. You know, it, it's it's an honor for them, and I appreciate them for knowing it's an honor. Well, that's that's great. I'm glad you're still in the um, holiday spirit, which is essentially celebrating yourself. Um, mm -hmm. But Mike, we are we're in the midst of um, the next great holiday. In my opinion, the best holiday of the year. Um, and don't give me some like Burlu Day, you know, the day before Thanksgiving, the biggest drinking day of the year. That's really them celebrating you. Um, it's Thanksgiving, Mike. It's Thanksgiving. And I don't know how, how, where your thoughts land on Thanksgiving in the holiday. Um, in the chart? In the chart, yeah, in the top rankings. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. I mean, through my list, I would probably rank it. So I'm going through the list. Probably it would be three or four on my list. Three or four, only yeah. to be beaten by what? Fourth uh, of July and Christmas are two guarantees. Possibly Halloween. Halloween hasn't been up there as of late. Thanksgiving hasn't uh -huh. been up there as of late. So those two are neck and neck. It could be a tied bronze situation there. <laughs> okay, so um to me to me it ranks number one on the mountain um, oh i do love christmas i love the the season of christmas but there is a there is a stress level that goes along with christmas that you know the getting gifts the, the decorating the wrapping you know becomes a bigger thing than just a day um i do love july 4th um especially the older i get it's kind of more about which is barbecuing and fireworks and stuff like like that but it is usually hot yeah. Um, I like a good holiday where it's not about, there's no gifts. It's really just planning a meal um, and kind of watching football and, 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 you know, seeing who's around, around to come over the house. I am, I am hosting this year. So I'm, I'm getting Ooh. prepped for Thanksgiving. Like what is the situation there? Have you had meetings with the wife to go over details? Have you been measuring stuff to make sure you have, the proper amount of space, proper chairs. What, what we, what's going on in the planning session? Um, a little. There's a little bit of that. I wouldn't quite call the meetings per se, like where we're, you know, like seven o'clock uh, Thanksgiving meeting at the table. But uh, we definitely have. Let's see. We've definitely 
uh, talked about space and where the food would go. We have to plan where to put the food because my dog is a food stealing demon. Mm. Um, uh, where we'll also have little kids kind of around and he will feast on them um, because they are very vulnerable. And he has, he has 12 years of experience just, just destroying kids and their food. I just see him stalking the mini table. He's just, yep. we'll be just in there. This is my year. This yep. is my year. I'm going his, for it. His big move is to be really good and like lull you to sleep where you think he's kind of like laying on the couch. And then as soon as a kid like gets up to go, I don't know, get a toy or leaves their plate behind, it's on. And then once you, once you awaken the beast, it's uh, he's hard to deal with. And then if you put him outside or something like that, he'll just sit at the door and bark. And he has this beagle bark, which is not soft. So it, mm. it becomes which is more annoying that that becomes yeah. part of the challenge. Like you have a smaller percentage of failure by keeping them in and stealing kids' foods and starving them versus the annoyance of the echo park. Yeah. So what we've decided on is we're going to just serve no food at Thanksgiving. We're going to see Ooh. how that goes. You know, uh, very, I, very new wave Thanksgiving. It's like, what you think the pilgrims just had a ton of food laying around there? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They had the cups of water. That's what they did with the Indians. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then we're like talking about, you know, what goes on the table and should we get a, a game to play with the family at night? Something like that. You know, we, these kind of little things that make it festive. But I, I, I do enjoy it. Even like years ago, I used to have like a uh, the night before Thanksgiving, I would deep fry a turkey and have friends come over and just have beers. And then when the deep, the turkey was done, you still have all this oil, so you just ask people to bring over whatever they wanted to deep fry. People would bring mozzarella sticks and chicken tender, sweet potato fry. You just kind of do whatever you want. So, What's the best surprise you had to throw in the oil? Anybody um, bring in anything you're like, I don't know what's going to happen, but let's do it. I No, not, not nothing like that, but I do remember sweet potato fries being the hit um, of, of everything in the deep fryer. You use peanut oil, so... Um, I wait till I your back is turned and I throw a cantaloupe in there, like a whole one. You, I want to see what happens. Yeah, you you probably would do that. I imagine that's even what you're probably serving on th this Thanksgiving. I, I'm actually uh, like I'm like Obi. I'm gonna be like ninjaing. I'm gonna be like <laughs> behind a couch, just wait. Wait till he gets past oil. Wait till he gets past the oil and just just like slam dunk it like Sean Kemp a cantaloupe into your hot <laughs> peanut oil and run out of the building. I, I picture you actually also being like Obi and just feasting at the kids' table. Just well, lurking. yeah, I mean, yeah. it's going to take a while, probably. There's going to be a lot of people there. I got to get in a spot where nobody's going to notice me, and I still have to, you know, keep food to keep my attention span going. So, yeah, I'm going to be like, oh, Obi stole my food again. Yep. And for some reason, he stole my pocket knife. Yeah, <laughs> and my cash. Uh, <laughs> so, do you do you have any big Thanksgiving plans? Anything going on? I have no idea what my Thanksgiving plans are. The uh, parents are down in Florida. At yeah, the your situation is a little tougher because you got family kind of spread out all over. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I know my brother's going to stay down in Florida. I haven't officially heard from my parents and i'm not gonna do the whole kind of like oh so what you doing thursday kind of thing so i'm seeing if there's anything out there if not it's probably 
going to be just like a quiet day. We'll probably go to like a Chinese buffet and make that Thanksgiving or whatever. You know, it, it's not a big deal. Like her, my uh, wife's uh, father and uh, mother uh, and or step, is it stepmother or mother-in-law? Stepmother is um, coming down the following weekend. So we'll be doing fun stuff then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, last couple of years, uh, Hasn't been much and all. Like last year, I was uh, shunned from coming over because mom said she was putting up Christmas decorations on Thanksgiving. I, I, I vaguely remember that. But... Yeah, so yep. that was an awkward moment. And so uh, we're playing it by ear. We're playing it by ear. Yeah, I, I, That's where I could see Thanksgiving becoming just kind of blah, like when you don't really have the core group around you to at least get like, four to six people around the table you know like when it's just two of you i can see that being like eh, well just kind of another day let's like make extra food or something i don't know like there's not much to sell to yourselves yeah yeah i mean we could force the dogs to sit at a chair and uh, feed them and make it no like doubt in my mind that, that that isn't the plan <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tie him to the chair. It's like, no, you're Uncle Jimmy. Don't you move. <laughs> yeah. This is like the old days, damn it. <laughs> We're role-playing here. We're role-playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did um, look up some 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 tales. Uh, do you have any Thanksgiving nightmares that happened at the childhood or um, any Thanksgivings that stand out, or they were all pretty good? They were all pretty decent. I mean, it was always my my uh, parents hosted. I think actually, I remember one year we went over my uncle Frank's, and uh, they did they made all the food, but like they just and just doing normal things just ain't right in that family. If you catch yeah. my drift, so uh-huh. like the insides of the turkey was raw, if I recall, oh, yeah. and. Uh, just like the whole thing was off and there was fighting and stuff like that. Like when it was in the, like a uh, big wild Hank's house and all, it was straightforward, tons of food, good conversation, converted the pool table to there a dining go. table for yeah, like yeah, the yeah. 15 people to be there. But uh, when you just uh, scurry out, it usually uh, backfires. Yeah, but that's... I did have a good time at your brother's, if I recall, one year. I went that, to... uh, that is true. Yeah, I forgot about that. You did join me on Thanksgiving one year. Um, yeah, that is cool when when I like I, I have my sister and my parents coming over. So there'll be a couple kids around, which will be cool. We're excited for it. But I always get a little jealous of the people who have the big monster Thanksgivings. Those are those are pretty cool looking 15, 20 people around the table. Like that's that's a cool vibe. But I wanted to go through a couple of horror stories that I that I that I picked up. And I just wanted to see which one you think might be the worst of this of this group. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Um, so these are just uh, some stories submitted by random people on the internet um, on a survey of some Thanksgiving horror stories. So here we go. Number one, one glorious Thanksgiving, my mom and aunt decided to try edibles. Naturally, they made a rookie mistake of eating <laughs> eating uh, another after only 15 minutes because they're not doing anything. Fast forward two hours, and my mom is in full panic mode about whether or not the local duck she she feeds daily will starve overnight because there's no way she's in any fit state to go out and feed them. And my aunt is waking up my uncle every half hour and asking him to tell her whether or not she's still breathing. Mike, does this this feel like a burlow Thanksgiving at all? Um, I mean, it sounds fun. 
Um, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not an edible guy or a weed guy, but no. if it was like once a year and the entire Brennan family gathered and we're like, all right, mom, dad, grandma, everyone's eating edibles on Thanksgiving. I feel like it could be a, quite an experience. See, I think they should make it a game almost where just, just some kind of thing where like maybe you give out like a, you have a trivia game or something like that and you won't tell anybody who got the two low scores and mm-hmm. everybody has to eat a full brownie and nobody <laughs> knows who has the edibles. I feel yeah. like that would really bring the family together. Or just really- no trivia at all. Just everybody sits down and gets like a, I don't know, like an appetizer and they're some are loaded with edibles, some aren't, and we just see who's tripping out by the time dinner's served. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Thanksgiving should be more of a wild card, and kind of like what the Pilgrims went through, you know? Right. All right. So that's they didn't know one. if they were going to live or not. So yeah. <laughs> number two, a family friend who happened to be a lesbian thought it would be a good idea to carry at least twenty plates across the living room before Thanksgiving dinner. In a shocking surprise to absolutely no one, she dropped all the plates onto the floor. <laughs> then my grandfather, who barely knows this friend, says the most infamous words in our family's history. You know lesbians, slippery fingers. I gotta <laughs> admit, like when the, the the story started, I was like, why is it an important point to note the lesbian thing? Yeah. <laughs> 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 then it's like, oh, there you go. That's yeah. good writing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to scold you, but <laughs> see, to me, this sounds like it's under horror stories of Thanksgiving. To me, that's the funniest. That might be the best Thanksgiving of all time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess the question is, was that person like really offended or not or whatever? But uh, like, I, I would at least got a chuckle on the end and then apologize to my lesbian friend afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta like. Uh, I mean, that's what. What's better than an old kooky drunk grandfather that says borderline like, you know, homophobic crazy things? Is there anything better? It, what's the point of having a dinner with a grandfather or an older uncle if you're not sitting back wondering, all right, when's the racism yeah. or sexism coming? <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes me wonder like what's gonna happen now, like. You know, like our generation and even younger now that everybody's like more appropriate and like understanding and accepting, like, are we going to lose out of the crazy grandfather stage? Or do you think that just that just comes naturally? I guess it just adapts. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, when you got to remember, we're going to think about it like two generations from now. That's we're. Like, I'll be, like, close to 80 or something. You know, there's going to be something out there where the, I'm going to be like, you know, when I get to heaven, wait till I tell them about these people. <laughs> when I get to heaven, obviously, quickly and first. Um, <laughs> then I get to heaven. Oh, that thing put me down. Oh, man, that was the first pick. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, number three, we refer to this Thanksgiving from hell. As the Thanksgiving from hell, I was sleeping on the floor. House was full of relatives, you know, and I woke up to my aunt screaming bloody murder from the bathroom. She was taking a shower and the plumbing backed up through the tub. It was quite literally shitty water. We had to shut the water off and finish the cooking at several different neighbors' houses. 
To make matters worse, we couldn't reach a plumber until the following Monday. My uncle was staying at a hotel and wouldn't let a single one of us use his room to use the bathroom or shower. We had to take carloads of family members to, to the literal gas station to use the bathroom. I went back to college with no shower uh, the following Monday. <laughs> I mean, hearing the story, this is beautiful. I mean, being a part of it, I guess I'd probably have an issue being in a house for almost five days going back with no shower. No, I mean, yep. you already know my gym story. I mean, I yep. don't know wow. how I lived through that. Yep. No, you don't understand. It was backed up, and then my uncle wouldn't let me into the hotel room. It'd be great if I if I read the comment section of this article and it's like I think that guy went to my gym. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Berlu, it's not even Thanksgiving, you. How can you use that story? Can you imagine taking your family on car trips to the to the gas station? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you th- figure your dogs get excited when you're like, "Who wants to go for a ride?" And all <laughs> now, no tinkling in the back. <laughs> Yeah, and then cook it. It's still imagine still trying to cook a Thanksgiving meal after the house is just full, full of full oh. of shit water. Like I think at that point you wrap it up and you say, you know what, we're gonna do Thanksgiving next yeah, week. We're sometime. going to the Chinese restaurant. There's no way I continue cooking after that. <laughs> All right. Back in the eighties, aka no Google, we finished up our Thanksgiving dinner and everyone was cleaning up. Somehow a button broke off the dishwasher, so my grandfather grabbed some super glue to fix it. He ended up gluing his hand to the door of the dishwasher. The adults tried to free him to no avail, so my father had to quite literally dismantle the dishwasher door with his father's hand superglued to the front of it. He carried the door with my grandfather attached to the back of our station wagon and brought the conjoined duo to our local emergency room. They waited for several hours only to be set free by the nurse who happened to have nail polish remover in her locker. I mean... Sounds like a nightmare to me, but it also sounds awesome. Remember the the year Grandpa had the dishwasher glued to his hand? I would brag every single year about that story. I don't care. That is not winning for worst Thanksgiving story. That is freaking amazing. Like, and I wonder how big of a piece of the dishwasher was stuck to him on a going to emergency. Like, did they had to figure out how to get him into the back of the truck? You know, they had to get a like uh, one of those pulleys or whatever to get him up there. I agree. It's, 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 a, it's a fantastic story. Yeah, yeah that, that's something you remember. You don't remember what the potatoes or what the side dishes were that no. year. You remember grandpa was stuck to the dishwasher. Yeah. That turkey could be dry as it wants. And no, we're talking about grandpa. <laughs> All right. My grandmother ran over herself with an SUV. I was on my way to Thanksgiving festivities when it happened, so I don't know the exact details, but I knew no, do know that she was getting food out of the back of her car, put it in neutral instead of park, and it slowly ran her over. The craziest part is that my family, all inside, didn't notice until they heard a bump against the house. The SUV made three loops before hitting the house. She ended up being totally fine, but she's obviously not allowed to go outside alone during the holidays anymore. <laughs> You know, they're all sitting around the table like, I'm starving. When grandma coming back? <laughs> Meanwhile, some Honda's doing wheelies around the front yard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she just runs herself over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that one might be pretty bad. Grandma got ran over by her own SUV at, at before dinner. But, you know, another one, if she's okay, that's still... Yeah. 
It's still a memorable Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. All right. My dad had an allergic reaction to shrimp cocktail before dinner, and his face blew up. <laughs> he refused. He refused to come out of the kitchen or sit at the table with us. He was just eating his food in the kitchen and trying to act like things were totally normal, like yelling out, hey, good mashed potatoes this year, huh? Meanwhile, my mom is angry crying at the table, telling us to just eat our fucking food and that we worked on all day. All of us kids are just very scared and very confused. My sister starts crying because things are so weird and no one wants to eat because there's so much tension. Eventually, my mom convinces my dad that she needs to take him to the ER. My high school senior brother took the bottle of wine and shared it with the seventh grade me. We got drunk for the first time. My parents came home from the ER to me throwing up on the bathroom floor. It's that sounds like what my dad would do. Like my dad is very <laughs> stubborn with things. He told me, "Pops, get in there!" No, big wild hang ain't coming out here. <laughs> Big Wally ain't showing his swollen face. He's going to just eat potatoes in the kitchen. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything. <laughs> just, I just picture his face just blowing up uh, and holding it in, like his throat closing, but still trying to share, uh, like shove mashed potatoes down it. <laughs> okay. My mom dominated the Thanksgiving dinner conversation for a solid 45 minutes about how everyone should be drinking their pee. She read in some yoga book about how it cures some infection called Bali belly that you get in places like, you guessed it, Bali, but stressed that it's actually just really helpful for all sorts of stuff. She went way into detail about how you have to catch it midstream of the first pee in the morning, blah, blah, blah. By the end, she was defending it so thoroughly that she said she was going to start tomorrow morning. She never did, and now she denies the conversation lasted more than five minutes and insists that everyone was just egging her on. All I can think what's about it, is what's it been, uh, your mom talking about drinking her pee at the dinner table. All I can think about is if you recall, we interviewed Elaine Robert, the French Spider Man, yeah, from Bali, and I only wish I knew about Bali Belly to ask <laughs> him about that. Like when you're claiming the Empire State Building, you got a little Bali Belly. Yeah, you just yeah. whip your penis <laughs> out and just like shoot it up in the air and drink it, or what's the strategy there? I follow that guy's Instagram. He's still climbing buildings. Like he's still doing things. I thought he was retired when he interviewed when we interviewed him. Uh, apparently not. And it, if you see his videos now, he's got like the big helmet cam. Because if you recall, he kept on getting angry. Like his oh, videos, yeah. he, he was doing it like in the way early days, and like his videos don't get as many views as each other people. Yeah, yeah. He so was, he, he was, just got like the freaking tank on the top of his head to get all the angles. <laughs> He he is uh he was it was cool to have on but uh he was not the the most happy guy in the world. No, no, no. Apparently Biden screwed up Indonesian economy for some reason yeah. as he kept on screaming about. Um yeah. Last year all the grandkids came over and they are toddlers. They ran around the house most of the night before Thanksgiving in a pack screaming and causing chaos. Uh, and disorder. Eventually, they made their way to the mantle above the fireplace where they discovered a box that they just couldn't resist picking up and opening. The oldest one grabbed handfuls of gray dust out of the box and started throwing it up in the air in the living room, yelling out, it's snowing, mommy, while my aunt stared back in shock and horror. Apparently, the kids found the ashes of her aunt's old cat and couldn't help but spreading it all over the entire house. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is the first one, like, if I was in the room, I'd probably be a little ticked off and all. Yeah. Like, like, if, 
you know, the Thanksgiving, you get have something very late for breakfast to prep yourself for that three o'clock dinner. And the last yeah. thing I want to be is covered in cat ashes. No, um, I want to get ready to eat, you know, mm-hmm. so this this is a contender right here. This one. All right. All right. Last one here, Mike. Um, On the most traumatizing, uh, one of the most traumatizing Thanksgivings I ever experienced. My dad's then new girlfriend randomly blurted out. <laughs> randomly brought out that my dad has a thick penis at the dinner table in the presence of all his kids their significant other than a sister i've never seen a woman in her 40s turn the shade of red after she registered what she said my dad would probably high five her and be like yeah. right. <laughs> that's right <laughs> i got that thick you penis. know it big dick daddy <laughs> yeah pass the green beans baby yeah <laughs> Um, yeah. So, Mike, uh, any of these standing out to you as, like, maybe something horrific or maybe the most shocking of the Thanksgiving? Uh, like, if you're asking the worst to go through, uh, which is probably the best story, I'll probably have to go with the, uh, plumbing, uh, story with the poop coming out and have to go through, like, six different houses to get water the cook yeah, stuff. Gas station go, shower. Yeah, bathroom. Gas station yeah. shower. Uncle won't let you use the hotel shower. <laughs> I would love to be that uncle. Be like, mm-mm. Get it? <laughs> no way. Hi, uh, Hilton. Hilton, listen, there's going to be some people that stank and want to come in my shower. Don't let them in. Don't let them <laughs> yeah. onto the third floor of my Hilton. Uh-uh. I don't know them. I don't know who mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. Give me no- more towels. Don't give them any towels. I hear you. No. <laughs> So that would probably be number one, and about the only one close would be uh, the kids throwing cat ashes over everybody. <laughs> Everything else is just awesome. Yeah, the best stories are definitely Grandpa, you know, gluing himself to the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> um, thick penis is pretty hysterical. Talking about Dad's uh, thick penis, and uh, I gotta love um, old crazy Grandpa making the lesbian joke at the middle. Yeah, of the table. that's a good one too. Yeah, I know times have changed, but. Times haven't changed enough where that's not you're laughing out loud on that one. You, I mean, you just, I gotta say, if you're if you're a lesbian, that's pretty funny too. I mean, like that's yeah. hysterical. I, I know you're gonna if you get offended, you, you get eventually get over it. You, it's just one of those come over here, you know, next Thanksgiving, high five them. <laughs> yeah, here's some napkins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> high five them. Do you know where these at? Oh, exactly. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, we're on a little Thanksgiving uh, train here, but it is time to get to our guest, um, and it is guest time. All right. Tonight on the show, uh, we have a guest here who is in the country music world. He's kind of in the hip-hop world. He's he's kind of combining genres. Um, he just had a, a big song come out with no other than um, none other than Jelly Roll, who I believe just won a, a country music award or album of the year or something. So the guy is bigger than ever. Uh, the guy we have coming on the show is really starting to get his music out there. Um, and he, he has a lot of things coming up. So let's give it a listen. Uh, this is Mr. Kendall Tucker. Let's get him on the mm-hmm. line. What's up, y'all? Kendall Tucker. How going? How, how's it going? <clears throat> Dude, can you hear me all right? I hear you great. Yeah, you're fine. Perfect. 
Awesome. Kendall, thank you for uh, giving us a few minutes on the show here. Appreciate you stopping in. No, I appreciate you guys having me. Thanks. Of course. Um, so I guess where we start, you, you, you know, you're coming off a bunch of new music. Um, you, uh, you're out, you're out there playing and whatnot. I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, you're, we're, we're, I guess three years now, three years removed from, you know, a complete shutdown for, for artists and, you know, people that are touring in venues and whatnot, and being able to play play out. Um, how bad did the the pandemic affect you as as an artist, as being a songwriter, and and obviously someone who likes to perform live? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it affected a lot more of my friends than it affected me, and I say that because I I've been recording music since 2011, um, just kind of messing around, and I, I've had some success, you know, over the years, you know, doing the halftime show for Miami Heat and. You know, I've uh, opened up for Lil Wayne and T-Pain and all these big rappers. But I really didn't start taking my music serious till around 2019, the beginning of 2019. So when I started taking it serious, that's actually when the shutdown happened. But I wasn't really used to touring yet. I did like, you know, a show here and there, but I wasn't. So when the shutdown happened, I kind of took that time to really write, record, focus on getting some songs done. And as soon as we opened it up, I was on the road going. Um, so as soon as we opened back up, that's when I really started for the first time actually touring, touring. So actually, you know, going cross country with it. So um, it didn't affect me too much um, because during that time, I really needed to write and record and get new content out anyways. Um, but yeah, it affected a lot of my buddies for sure. I know growing up, you talked uh in a lot of interviews about doing like school plays and musicals and stuff like that. I'm kind of curious when you started, were you the, I know this is my life. I just give me the spotlight. This is wonderful. Or were you one of those, uh, uh, I don't know. I, mm, uh, so many people in the audience kind of people. You know, I always, I always loved the thrill. I, I, I would get nervous, but I was excited. Um, I think when when I first started doing those musicals and, and theater, it it wasn't really on my mind that music is what I would do. I actually really wanted to do acting. So acting was something I fell in love with. Um, you know, during musicals, I had to sing, dance, whatever we had to do. Um, but I really fell in love with acting. And I believe it was my sophomore. Um, it was either my sophomore or junior year. I think it was my junior year of high school. I did a high school musical um, and I had a lead role. And actually I didn't even sign up for the lead role. I was just in choir. And if you're in choir, you were forced to be in the musical. So I really didn't even sign up, but I was the understudy for a guy that signed up that ended up dropping out. So I ended up becoming one of the main roles and I fell in love with it. I loved acting. I got an offer my junior year to move to Chicago um, and do some acting on Broadway um, in New York, Chicago, um, do some musicals, uh, as a senior in high school. Uh, but I, you know, my focus was, you know, you work all three years to get to that senior year and play high school sports and senior year. So I really didn't want to move away from my high school and do that, but that was the ultimate goal at first is to do some theater, do some acting, and then hopefully break into like movies and TV. Uh, but I ended up going the music direction. Um, did you, do you still have any plans to pursue that in, in, in some ways or is that kind of, right, that's, that's uh, by the by and it's all music now for, for, for the yeah, moment. No, I don't, I don't think it's over necessarily. I still love acting. I still love movies. Um, 
I can see myself right now. I'm kind of just going full fledged with music. Um, I've got a lot going on right now. So I'm kind of just fully focusing on music. I've got a lot of new stuff dropping. And, but after I get to where, you know, I'm happy where I'm at in the music, then I would love to definitely dabble with, with some acting for sure. Now we've seen, especially I, I say the last decade or so, we've seen such a crossover in, you know, music genres to a point, which is wonderful where they're really, you know, there's, there's still genres obviously, but we've seen so much crossover where it's hard to even pick out whatnot. Now, I think in the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of uh, crossover with, with country and, and hip hop, whether it be yeah. the beats behind it, whether it be the drum beat in the back, we've interviewed a couple artists who kind of, you know, toe that line. Um, what was your, was your background more in country or was it more in hip hop or was it everything? And you kind of found this style along the way. Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, so I grew up listening to country music from the start. My dad was a country singer. We always had country playing in the car. Um, so I fell in love with like Alan Jackson um, and, and Toby Keith and all them guys growing up. Uh, I think I was kind of introduced more to the hip hop rap side of things through my older brothers. You know, my older brother, he would listen to rap. He'd drive us to school in the morning and, and he'd be having it bland in the car. So I kind of listened to it and fell in love with it that way. Um, so I grew up listening to all kinds of music. Um, now, when I first got started, I got started in Christian rap. So I, I, me and my buddy would go perform in churches, like youth groups and and festivals, all age festivals, like more positive type music. Um, so that's where I got my start. So as far as performing goes, um, I got my start in the rap. Um, I, I've opened up for artists like Lil Wayne, Trick Daddy, Plies, Boosie, T-Pain, you know, a lot of Yin Yang Twins, a lot of different rappers. Um, I've opened up for, and it wasn't until about, even though I continued to listen to country music, I always rap because I was like, ah, I can't sing. I'm not good enough to be a country singer. So I'll just go ahead and rap. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but it wasn't until my dad passed away at the end of 2018 that, um, I started really, really listening to country a lot more. And I was like, well, maybe I can combine the two. And I discovered artists that are crazy good, like Colt Ford and Bubba Sparks and Jelly Roll and all these guys where I'm like, Yo, maybe I could combine the two and do it myself. That's more my that that fits my life more. You know, I grew up in the country, and um, when I did that, I started th- seeing things actually happen for me. So uh, around 2018, 2019, when I started taking music more serious, that's when I combined the two genres. Awesome. Yeah, you talk about your dad. He had that song "Can't Say Goodbye," and you know, it's a pretty decent hit. I'm I'm kind of curious from his end, like when you're talking about dad, I'm thinking about just going full musical making that my lifestyle was he more oh yeah i've I've done the route go for it son was he more hey i tried it certain things happen you gotta be careful what was his mindset as you pursued that route yeah my dad's mindset was if you want to go get it like he's he was very very encouraging he was it doesn't matter what that was i mean my dad didn't necessarily like rap and I didn't even, I had nothing to do with country when my dad was alive, which always kind of sucks because my dad was in love with country, but I was doing shows where you were scared to show up without carrying. Like, you didn't know. I mean, I got, I did a show with Boosie and 20 yards away from me, a guy got shot seven times in the chest over two grand. And that was the last, I guess you would say, hood show I did two weeks before my daughter was born. I said, I'm not doing this crap. I'm done with this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
So he didn't really get to see me even do the country and he didn't really get rap, but he pushed me to do it. He's like, if you love it, go do it. So he was, he was very encouraging. He was one of the most encouraging, um, strongest man I've, I've ever met. He got sick at a very young age in his early twenties. And, uh, right after he, he, he pushed music for about three years, touring a little bit. Um, he was actually backed by a financial backer that passed away of a sudden heart attack when he was on the road with his band. So they kind of got stranded in Nashville, you know, one of those band stories. So he came back home and started a painting company with his dad and brother that really took off for him. Um, but yeah, he was, he, he was sick his whole life, but you wouldn't even know it. Very encouraging, very positive. And, uh, yeah, he was one of those guys that would say, Hey, you want it, go get it. Um, doesn't really matter what it is as long as you have a passion for it. So as you, as you're putting out this, the new album, the music and whatnot, what was your recording experience like as far as, you know, kind of being, you know, on your own and, and finally kind of, you know, finding your style and, and whatnot between country hip hop. What was your, your, your studio time like? Yeah, it, it, it's different. I, I did a lot of my recording with a buddy of mine. His name's Randy Fouché out of Wildwood, Florida. Shout out to Randy, man. He, uh, I came to him and said, hey, I don't know if I can do it, but I kind of want to try country music. And he's like, let's do it. So that's actually how I met Randy. Uh, I think I came across his studio on Facebook or something. And I said, you ever record country artists? Because I knew he recorded a lot of rap artists. And he's like, oh, yeah, definitely. Later <laughs> on, he told me, dude, I've never done any country. I was just trying to get you in the studio. Yep, so that's the way to do it. It worked. <laughs> yep. so I came to the studio and uh, we started working on um, things. So even with all the big features I've done, a lot of it has been um, – emails back and forth or, you know, I did go to Nashville. Uh, it was with Colt Ford when he cut a verse for me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, a, it's been cool sitting down, you know, when you have that connection with a buddy, uh, like, like I do with Randy, um, sitting down and writing a recording with him and then flying into Nashville here and there to do some work as well. Um, it, it's, it's been fun. So what, what's it like with, uh, performing with, uh, Jelly Roll? I, I mean, I, I remember seeing this guy's name a couple of years ago. Now all of a sudden I, I, you literally can't go anywhere without, you know, seeing the guy, just how big he's got. Yeah. Shout out to Jelly Roll. He is absolutely killing it. He, um, I was super blessed to get Jelly on that song. Uh, when I wrote Dragging Me Down, I wrote it with Randy Fouché. And when we wrote it, I had Jelly Roll in mind because Jelly Roll's very good at bringing hope to to hurting people um i mean his whole that's pretty much what he's all about and uh i knew the song would fit him i knew it was a perfect song for him so we wrote the song but i didn't think i could get it to him now we're talking we're talking 2022 um i think it was i think it was may may of 2022 and jelly roll he won his first big a couple awards two weeks after i got that feature in 2022 yeah. so when i got the feature jelly was big but he's not like he is now he was he was big he was respected you know he was nominated for the award so obviously he was doing something big um but he wasn't like he is now selling 20,000 25,000 seats a night um but i got the feature from him and and the guy that introduced me to jelly because i to this day i've never hung out with jelly in person we've talked on the phone we text um, the guy that said, Hey, I can connect you with jelly. I thought he was lying because there's a lot of liars in this industry. And I was like, bro, you don't know jelly roll. Get out of here. So I kind of, I kind of, he called me and I would ignore his call. I'd be like, yeah, this guy's trying to 
NASME me or something. He don't know. So anyways, he said, just send me the song. So I sent him the song and then um, I get a notification on Instagram and it's Jelly Roll DMing me on Instagram saying, hey man, the song was incredible. Are we going to do this or what? And I was like, oh snap. Yeah. So I called the <laughs> Kentucky boy is his name. I called him back. I was like, yo, my bad. I uh, I thought you were fake. <laughs> so uh, but it ended up getting the feature and I held on to it for about, I think 10 or 11 months. I had to release it within that year. Um, so I held on to it for, you know, 10 or 11 months. I found State of Mind, which is an incredible rock band. Had them jump on the hook and uh, history ever since. And uh, the song has been doing incredible. Just released it last month and yep. August 25th. And I, I couldn't be more happy with the success. Now, to be fair, most times when I get friended on Instagram by like, George Clooney 1724. <laughs> yeah. You might be surprised that wasn't George Clooney. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to make sure there's a blue verification check mark there. And I, I, <laughs> I said, no way. And you know, I didn't believe it at first, but it, it was it ended up being true. So it, it makes you wonder how many opportunities people have missed because they're just skeptical <laughs> of who's messaging them, you know, like <laughs> over the time. If if I believed everything that was promised to me, I would be like Eminem right now. Eminem <laughs> is so, like like I would be huge. Like there's so many this this industry is uh it's sneaky, man. It's it's a lot it's cutthroat. A lot of people out mm. for themselves and and, and I mean, that's a lot of different industries, but sure. the entertainment mm. industry is it's a rough one. Now, I, I know you take pride in like uh, doing very clean kind of songs and sets and all you. You don't have to do the Man Nicki Minaj thing where it's like, all right, this is my radio one and this is my album one. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious was that always like on the onset because i know like you started in like christian rap was it always like i'm never gonna go this route or it's just you know what this is me and it just flowed that way i honestly I think it's just me like i don't even i don't really use profanity and um you know it, it did when i first started was christian rap so you know i had a lot of my core fan base came from the church the christian world um so i mean that definitely you know i wasn't about to you know start cursing all my tracks too and, and you know mm. piss off a lot of the people but really it's just me bro I, I don't really i don't curse in my in my everyday talking so it wasn't hard for me to do and uh and personally i've always been i've always been impressed when someone can deliver a 16 bar verse especially in rap and they didn't cuss or, or say anything i think it's more impressive um because it's easy yeah. to freestyle easy to rap when you're cursing every other bar um and then, like I said before in other interviews, it's it's also given me other opportunities, like the halftime show for Miami Heat, um, all age festivals. You know, I don't have to make a clean a clean version, which would be a radio version, um, an ex explicit version. So um, you save money on studio time as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's on the docket for Kendall Tucker? What's coming? What's coming? Uh you know up in the future here are we getting back in the studio are we just hitting the road what's going on now yeah i'm in uh i'm in a studio right now um writing and recording i've got two songs my next two singles coming out are the best singles i've ever written and done in my entire life like and that's not just my personal opinion my band or other people that have heard them they're like whoa like this is next level so i'm i'm super excited about my next two singles um, I've got really big features on them. I haven't announced yet. Uh, I got a big feature from the rap world on one, the rock world on one, and a country world from one. Nice. So uh, mm. I got all genres. Um, but the, the title of the songs, the first one's called Better Not Tread On Me. 
and the second one's called What I Want. And it's, uh, I think they're fire songs. You know, my direction, I started in rap, I kind of transferred or kind of, you know, merged over into country. But what I'm really wanting to do with these next records, and I kind of started with the Dragging Me Down with Jelly Roll, I'm wanting to really put my foot into the rock lane. So the next, this project I'm working on and the next singles I'm dropping, it really has that rock feel in it where it's kind of like a, when I explain it to people, it's like a mix of kid rock and a mix of, um, 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 I'm, I'm bringing that rapping to, to the, right. to the rock. So it's, it's more of a rock, but I'm rapping on the verses, but um, the content is country. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a mix of like POD or Lincoln park, right. uh, like the country version of Lincoln mm. park. So that's kind of like the style I'm, I'm wanting to go. Well, let me ask you something as an artist, like with the way, you know, things are released and, um, you know, like when we grew up, it was all about the album. And then even be before that, it was all about the single. And then it seems like with streaming came around and we kind of went back to the single again. Um, you know, other, other than like selling vinyl copies, uh, and whatnot, like, what is the approach? Like, can you live on just like, okay, I'm putting out a song all the time, like uh, one every couple months, or is it still like, okay, I got to cut a full album. Yeah, I think it's changed. I think singles are where it's at. I've to this day, I've never put out a full project. Um, and every time I go to do so, which I, next year I am, I'm not even a full project next year. I'm dropping an EP. So there'll be like five or six tracks. Um, but every time I go to, I say something about dropping a full project, some of these bigger dogs in the industry that's been around for a long time, they're like, dude, I would just drop singles where you're at right now in your career. Like I would just drop singles until you have one that really, really pops off. Um, dragging me down is doing great for me. Um, but he said, you know, singles is where it's at because unless you're a really, really big name artist, you 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 spend all this money, I mean, thousands of dollars on each song. And then you, you put out this album that has 12, 13 tracks and only mm. five get heard. Right. Like you got the five that, and then people just skip through them. And, and um, so where I'm at right now is I really want to push singles. So everything I'm doing right now is being heard. Uh, and then later on into next year, give them a, a, a EP. As you're doing all this music and you bring bring up all the different styles of rap, the country, the rock, it, when you want to go out and tour, is it easy or hard to kind of find like a touring uh, group or something like that when you're looking to go out there? Is it like, yeah, we like you, but you're more country than rock or you have anything that comes to mind when you're trying to get out there with other people. Yeah. So my goal is, so I recently just started getting into rock. A lot of my rock stuff isn't even out yet. Like my next two singles, um, it's not really out. Uh, they're not out yet. Um, now my live show is a little bit more rockish because I got a full band that, that plays to some of my songs that are out now that aren't rock sound rock at live shows. So, um, but it's, 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 uh, I would definitely fit in more with the country crowd country because I don't know if you guys are familiar with country rap, like the country rap yeah. world, but there is a huge underground following to country rap. I mean, you got 
it, Tom McDonald's kind of in that lane because he has a lot of country rappers listening to him or country rap fans listening to him. But you got Adam Calhoun, you got Cole Ford, you got the Lax, Demon Jones. I mean, you've got guys making millions of dollars a year that a lot of people don't know who they are, but they've got millions of fans because they they're not on that mainstream radio, but they got a crazy underground. So a lot of the a lot of the country world when I go open up for a country singer. I come out rapping, but I'm rapping about my lifestyle in the country world and the country fans dig it. Like they love it. So, but my idea is to have the right music where I can go open up for a country singer. I can go open for a rapper or I can right. go on the road mm-hmm. and open for a rock band and hold my own in, in either one. So a lot with this newer stuff, I really want to go on tour or at least do a few shows opening up for a rock band and just see how I see how I hold my own, see if I get booed off stage or not. <laughs> so, so speaking of, of of lifestyle like when kendall tucker is not doing rap rock country whatever whatever he's doing what what, what kinds of things are you into that maybe we don't know about you yeah so i'm a family man i got a wife at home and uh two beautiful babies i got a two-year-old son nice. four-year-old daughter um so really man that i stay so busy that when I have any extra time, I try to spend it with my kids and my wife, man. They, I realized, I didn't realize how quick time goes until I had babies. I know. After you had mm. kids and you see them grow up, you're like, holy crap, like, where'd the past four years go? And, um, yep. you know, I see them grow up. I think I'm staying the same age. and They're just growing old, but I guess I'm growing up, going older too. I don't know. But um, I, I spend a lot of time with them. But outside the music, I also own a security company. Okay. So that takes okay. a lot of my time when I'm home. I own a, uh, it's me, my mom, and my brother. We own a, a security company called Intact Security, where we have about 40 something security officers, armed and unarmed. Um, so, I mean, that's that's my bread and butter right now. Music is on its way there. Sure, but yeah. uh, the security company is my bread and butter. But me owning the company gives me the ability to just leave whenever I need to, to hit the road, to go tour, or go do what I need to do. Um, but yeah, pretty much. If I'm not doing music, it's working the security business or or spending time with my family. Love it, uh, Kendall. Thank you for coming on and uh, joining us for a few minutes. We really uh, we're really pulling for you here. Hope to to see yeah. you explode even more over the next couple of years. Um, if, if people want to check out all things Kendall Tucker, go check out your music. Go check out what what's being released or where you're going to be at. Where should they go? Yeah, uh, social media, Kendall Tucker Music. Put that in TikTok. Instagram, Facebook, um, you'll be able to find me or YouTube. Um, and then KindleTuckerMusic.com. Uh, the beginning of next year, I'm really going to ramp up the tour dates again. Uh, for the next couple months, I might drop a, a show or two or announce a show or two. Uh, but yeah, you'll be able to see the tour dates on my website, KindleTuckerMusic.com. And just stay tuned. I got new music dropping before the end of the year. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, final question for you. Uh, growing up, in the horse capital of the world, I'm just kind of curious. Do you have a horse story or horse fact <laughs> that you could share with our audience? I uh, <laughs> when when I when I started dating my wife, I've been with my wife for over ten years now. Um, married seven. Oh, it's going to be seven. Oh God, I hope I didn't get that wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, uh, if you screw yeah, up, don't let, us, let us know later on. I'll go say, oh, like nine. A- yeah, I'll let you go. But when I first started dating her, it was funny because I was a rapper, um, you know, doing all these, I guess, hood shows or whatever. My my girlfriend was a barrel racer. She was as country as it gets. 
um, I don't know why her parents liked me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when I got with her, she was all about horses. And um, that's kind of my first experience with horses. Like, I, I jump on horses. I've rode horses in the past, but I didn't grow up owning any horses. Uh, so when I got with her, I started riding a lot. And we went, one story, we went on a ride. It was an eight-mile ride to a thing called the Land Bridge. And it went over the interstate where people could ride the horses to we rode out there and we were a half a mile to the land bridge and my stirrups where you put your feet in, mm-hmm. they broke off. Like, <laughs> like the, the saddle I was in or something, the things that are dry rotted or something, they just snapped off. <laughs> and let me tell you something, we were eight miles away. So we had to turn around and ride eight miles back. And when you don't have your feet to put in and your thighs are just hitting that saddle. Yep. And she thought oh. it was hilarious because my horse I wasn't the experienced one, but she put me on the bad horse. That's how it works. So my horse did exactly what her horse did. So she would just take off and my horse would just be flying behind it. And I'll just, I'll tell you what, I couldn't walk straight for like a week. So that, that's probably the worst horse story I've got. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so- I, I like them. I'm not a, I'm not an experienced rider. I've, I've read several times with my wife, but, uh, but um, yeah, that's just one story that came to mind. <laughs> Saddle sore is a good name for a song. Just just throwing yeah. it out there. Hey, you know? that's not a bad idea. Yeah. You might have right there. <laughs> just send us ten percent. <laughs> that's gotcha. all we ask. Gotcha. It's in the contract. Candle, thank you so much, man, and uh, really enjoyed the conversation. And good luck with everything you got going on in the future here. I appreciate you guys. All right, Mike, Kendall Tucker. Um, so we collab with Jelly Roll, who mm-hmm. is ma- massive. Um, you know, seeing your trajectory in life and where you see yourself going, do you think like some of the collaboration calls are going to be coming to you soon? I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, it just listening to my natural talking voice, instantly people are going to think, man, this guy needs to be put on an album. You know, I got uh-huh. just hearing how I talked, everybody like, well, clearly he's a lyrical master. You know, he has, he's a champion of the English language. Right. And this voice demands to be in a singing tone of some sort. So it's it's bound to come. And it probably won't, it'll be like a new person. They'll finally realize it. I think the, the current kind of people just... They, they, they're too scared of me. I think it will take the guts of a new person who's just, you know, chewing their shot, if you will. It's, now you so mentioned maybe your, not jelly roll, but maybe like cinnamon roll. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned, you mentioned your uh, champion of the English language. Um, Grand champion. How do they measure that? Are there competitions or like, like how do they, how do they determine such class? Uh, it's like the WWE, like you just get in a ring with somebody and then you talk for 20 minutes and when they can't talk for a count of three, you win. So, oh, you verbally pin them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you just talk back and forth mm-hmm. and then whoever has a three second pause loses. Exactly. When you just master so much that they're like, uh, 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 the referee just like, Ooh. Three, it's over. Interesting. It's a very yeah. interesting concept. Like, so you're just talking. Like, this can go on for hours. I assume some matches. Oh well, you know, with my grand gestures and my ability to just 
speak naturally, it, it gets over fast. And I'm like the Mike Tyson of talking. I get you down in like less than a minute. Well, I'm sorry you guys have to listen to Mike, but please go check out Kendall, Kendall Tucker and uh, his music coming out there. And uh, he's got a whole bunch of things on Spotify and all your streaming services. But all right, Mike. So keeping in the uh, Thanksgiving theme, I, I guess we can almost call this a Thanksgiving episode, if you will. Mm. I'm not I'm not sure we've ever done a full Thanksgiving episode. No, know? I don't think so. I tried to get a Thanksgiving guest. I tri- kept Googling like Macy's balloon people to see if I can grab somebody, but I didn't get any responses this year. I kind of did the same thing, actually. Uh, um, so they're probably pissed off that we just <laughs> both flooded their emails at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so here we are at the, the, the Thanksgiving meal. Um, so I guess we're going to play a little game here. Um, we have entitled it, uh, Ru- ruin Thanksgiving. Okay. Ruin Thanksgiving. Now we probably just put a name, a different name to a bit that we we've done a couple times here mm-hmm. on the show, but where you, you was, you might've called the inconvenience draft where you had to inconvenience someone's life. Um, I forget we we did it with another topic. I forget which one that was. Oh, uh, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Yeah, ruining the Super Bowl. So now it's time to ruin my personal favorite holiday for one another. Um, and what mm. you do is you need to change out something um, that kind of goes with that holiday or goes with that day or goes with that their life in that case and swap it out. And that's what they have to deal with. So. We have broken it down into a couple categories here. Um, let me just pull them up. Okay. So the, the main things you think of Thanksgiving is who's coming to dinner. Um, so I assume yep. three guests are going to come to dinner. You're going to bring Minimum. three people. Yep. Um, a drink. You know, what are we drinking at the uh, at, at the festivities? Mm-hmm. Uh, an appetizer. Very important. Um, of course. Of course. The dinner. The Very dinner. Um you know, everyone loves a good dessert on Thanksgiving. And then, of course, what are you watching? What are you watching um, instead of football or even the parade? Um, what are you going to watch on Thanksgiving? So, Mike, um, I'm going to give you the the first pick here on um, what are we doing. Okay. And uh, let's see who's Thanksgiving's worse. Okay. Um, let's start with drink. Ah, what we're drinking. What we're drinking. Okay. All right. What are you giving to me? Well, Scott, um, you know, the meal of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is the biggest thing we look forward to. The prep time, large sure. amounts, very traditional flavors you look forward to. And I believe you should fully appreciate it. And the only way I feel you can truly appreciate, you can by comparing it with the last few boring meals that you had. Mm-hmm. So the best way to compare and appreciate, you'll be saving the dishwasher water f- with the remnants of your c- past couple meals and be pouring it into everybody's glasses. So when they're eating, they take a sip and they can compare and contrast. Wow. So we're drinking nice cups of dishwasher water. Exactly. Wow. No. Remember years ago, we had a conversation about if you could drink humidifier water. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Technically, the answer is yes. If you change your filters. But yeah. I guess most people don't go into Home Depot. Um, I dehumidifier needs a new filter. I got guests coming over. Mm-hmm. I hope it's a hot day. I need some water. <laughs> you know. 
you know, the shower's backed up, so we need water any way possible. So, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad, man. That is uh, pretty brutal. Um, you might you might have me on this one, but I'm going to go with a, a a different thought, okay, okay. A, a different avenue. Um, so you know, Thanksgiving is a time for calmness and conversation you kind of want people to be laid back on thanksgiving you know people tend to get a little fired up sometimes especially families that don't get along you know sometimes it tends to cause problems people are hyped up they're kind of ant um when it comes to maybe a conversation about politics or a conversation about um issues that you know about the war in ukraine maybe you bring up palestine and israel right at the dinner table this year um so I thought, what better way to get people maybe a little bit more worked up? You know, you go to the gym, you see these people drinking the um, their little containers of stuff and whatnot. Um, we're going to drink pre-workout all day. Um, we're going to think pre-workout powder, mix it with water. Um, and if you know, pre-workout really, really ramps you up. I actually don't like it at all. Um, it kind of makes you itchy, gets you real fired up a little bit, like ready to lift. So... You figure a nice five or six cups of that during the day is probably going to be nice when you settle down to eat your meal. Yeah, I could see like people shaking in their chairs and then like grandpa does the lesbian joke and then it's just like a <laughs> full out bloodbath <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, so everyone's ready to basically, you know, everyone's ready to eat and, and sleep and we're getting you ready to exercise and and lift as much as possible. So um, I think this can cause a, a little bit of tension in, in the household. I like it. I, I like your strategy there, and I'll tense people up for what comes ahead. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Mike. Well, we might as well follow that up. I'll, I'll go with the appetizer. You know, you get there, you have your pre-workout, you have your dishwasher water. Um, you want something to eat maybe before the meal. Maybe you're a little yeah. peckish when you come over, you know, a little something. Um, what are we drinking? Uh, well, or eating, eating. eating. Okay, say. for appetizers. So soups are generally a nice, common, comfortable appetizer. Sure, a soup. But, maybe some mini hot dogs. Everyone loves those. But well, well let's concentrate on the soup. But uh, I mean, I guess we'll have to keep in mind there's a lot of work into that. We are already prepping a ton of food, and you got to cut up veggies. You got to use up all that quality meat that you're going to be using at dinner. And generally, it comes out like like super hot where you got to like sit and wait for it to, sure. you know, just cool down. So my solution is to do the absolute opposite. So your appetizer is basically uncut vegetables, like whole onions with the peels. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, some like gristle logs and it's all in a big vat of cold water. And I so call it the a nevermind stew. Ah, okay. So like a bunch of whole vegetables. Yeah. And celery still has the uh, stalks connected to it. The carrots yeah. have that green part on top. You so know. everyone just puts their hand in and pulls out a cold, wet vegetable. Well, well gristle logs are in there, too. There's, Like I said, we don't want to give out the quality meat, so you know whatever the byproducts are is going into our soup. Okay, okay. So no prep stew. Just mm -hmm. no cutting, no cooking. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds pretty good. You know, it sounds pretty good way. I'd love to start my Thanksgiving by ice cold onions, baby. Let's ice get that in there going. Ice cold wet onions. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Um, Mike, for my appetizer, mine is 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 kind of directly um, towards you um, in particular. Years ago, you competed in a hot dog eating competition on the podcast. I believe you did like Freddy's. I did 11 and a half. Yeah, yeah. 11 and a half. And all the hot dogs were varied, right? There were different kinds. There was hot ones, just plain ones, uh, things with sauerkraut, things with s'more. Yeah, the duck sauce one was the one that I struggled on. Yeah, well, ironically, Mike, um, for your appetizer, you're serving everybody duck sauce hot dogs um, oh yeah you know everyone's coming all excited maybe they got a sweater on you know like cola and you're like all right everybody happy thanksgiving give them a kiss on the cheek you know and like please sit down and have a duck sauce dog yeah um, the, the, to add to it with those cheap fried onions on top of it the one you get at the store not somebody cutting yeah. up one of the cold onions from my stew and frying it no we're- no this is the exact sabretti's dog that basically made you you know tap out and want to puke yeah um so mike this is like you're reliving it and now you're serving duck sauce cheap onion uh hot dogs to everybody before no because what do you want more than a filling hot dog right before your thanksgiving meal yeah a weird filling meat dog yeah. for a big meal no I, I feel people would be just like shoving them down their throat yeah, yeah. We then just wash it down with a little pre-workout, and uh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's good. It's a good setting at the moment. I, I, I like your planning. You know, you got some thought into these so far. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying this. Well, mm-hmm. my my guests aren't, but I'm enjoying it. Right okay. Now. Yeah, yeah. So my category. Well, <clears throat> I mean, we already talked about the pre-stuff, but we had to talk about who's coming over, Scott. Sure. I, I feel Absolutely. We got to get our dinner guests in there now do we want to go one at a time or do you want me to shoot my three and you shoot your three um well but give give me all three give me all give three, all three. and, and kind of go through them yeah yeah all right so the good thing about thanksgiving is uncomfortable conversations and weird stuff going on there so i think i'm going to start off I'm going to have Alex Jones come to your house, oh, Scott. Oh, nice, nice. I feel he's going to be talking about how they shoot up the turkeys with hormones to make it gay so they can right. push the liberal agenda for ham on Thanksgiving. The wet how, fingers. Yeah. How the pilgrims discovered the first Epstein Island. Sure. How Joe Biden drinks the blood of the turkey he pardons to keep Alzheimer's away from him. Yeah, you, you know, know he's not shutting up at all, especially when he's all jacked up on dishwater and uh and stew exactly exactly so my second one i figure we kind of talked about with like the edibles person but we got to go to another level with like the uh uncomfortable kind of messed up person i'm going with bam margera oh yeah bring a nice drug addict to the table yeah so you're gonna have to watch him all night he's gonna probably steal your liquor uh-huh. He's probably going to be high and unstable. He's probably going to teach your son how to do some of the jackass stuff that will break his neck. Probably booby trap your house for the stupid stunts. And half the night, you will be hearing him scream and curse about Johnny Knoxville and how. Sure. He yeah. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Very dramatic guest coming yeah. into, the, into the frame. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now for my third one, I figure I got two celebrities at your house. I don't want it all to be about the well-known people at Scott's Thanksgiving drinking his old dishwater. No, no, no. But the third one <laughs> yeah. is going to be a cat lady who's taking care of an ailing elderly cat, Scott. Oh, well, sick kitty comes in. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, all night you're going to hear stories about her 20 cats from past and present. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to hear an irate cat in a carrier making noise until you have to let it out and instantly deal with the cat hiding and knowing you will need to grab it from under sure. the furniture. Sure. You'll sure. have to get to hear about all the byproducts coming out of the 19 year old cat with the endless breaks of depression to kill the mood from the cat lady knowing that it's going to die soon. <laughs> oh, did I mention she'll need to give the cat a suppository at some point during the meal? Oh, of course. Why yeah. Why wouldn't she have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those are the three people coming to your place, Scotty. See, I'm hoping like Bam will get smashed up enough that he can go deal with the cat lady. And I feel like somehow they might have a bond, you know, and then I, I feel have to like deal- he'll pass out the second the cat gets out where like, oh, you're no help. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Alex Jones, like, OK. <laughs> you know, maybe he's just kind of like the drunk uncle where everybody ignores him. Um, you know, he's like, frogs are gay. And it's like, all right, yeah, yeah. You know, pass, pass me the casserole. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a painful group of people right, mm. right there. Um, mm. Yeah. All right. All right. So dish, dish, water, dish, washer, water. Um, <laughs> no prep stew. No prep stew. Alex Jones, bam, and a cat lady. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went a little bit of a different route also here. Um, so I decided to send to your Thanksgiving as everyone's getting amped up on pre-workout um, and eat, sucking down duck sauce hot dogs. I decided to send my wife's parents to your house. Oh, um, <laughs> I've heard stories. So we're not to a good start. No, no. These are not great people. These are no. these are selfish people. These are people that, you know didn't really do a great job like being parents growing up you know to my wife and they're also like even the times i've been over their house is very 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 awkward they're very known for uh holiday messes holiday fights holiday whatnot so i figured instead of me having to (laughs) to possibly deal with this on thanksgiving which i'm not Mm. thank god um i thought i'd just ship them off down to georgia and you yeah. have two people you've never met before who are not constantly the best fighting. people. Yeah, yeah, constantly fighting. Yeah, not well, the maybe the people. pre-workout will calm them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get them. I'll get them amped up. Um, so I'm sending you my in-laws. Okay. And then I thought, like, let's really get weird with this. Okay. Um, and this is going to our Halloween episode two weeks ago. I'm going to send you Russ McCamey. Um, from the McKamey Manor. Uh, a little backstory on that, if you don't know who I'm talking about, audience. Um, Russ McKamey runs the McKamey Manor. Uh, recent documentary came out about him. He basically just tortures people. Um, we had him on our show years ago. Um, and he runs, aka, the scariest haunted house. But basically, it's him like shaving people's heads and waterboarding them. So now you have my in-laws and Russ McKamey sitting around at your mm-hmm. table, Mike. Um, thoughts? I mean, yeah, that's going to be an awkward situation. <laughs> I Like half the night, Russ is going to be like, hey, you think you want to 
you can get 5,000 bucks from me or something like that. Or he'll be asking for money because he seems like that yeah. kind of guy and probably yeah. be bragging about stuff where I'm like, uh, dude, I might have to call the cops on you right now uh -huh. with what you're talking about. And sure. dealing with two strangers who I don't know, but I do know enough to know that they are going to be constant fighting, constant starting fights with yep. others and mm -hmm. just be very uncomfortable. So, I mean, that's a good threesome right there. <laughs> That's a good kind of thing where I'm like sitting down shoving duck sauce hot dogs in my mouth just to not say something. So yeah, and you're you're kind of nauseous before the meal, you know, mm -hmm. but exactly. also ready to run through a wall. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. They'll make me want to run through the wall. So okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Mike, let's um, you know, everybody likes to get there and turn the big game on. You know, put the okay. big football game on. I believe your team is playing. Yep, Commanders will be at four, the 4 o'clock game. Yeah, that should be a very exciting blowout. Thanksgiving games are not great Sadly. this year. Um, it's like Packers, Lions. Yeah. Um, Niners, uh, Seahawks, and Knights. Niners, Seahawks the best be one. And then Friday is the Dolphins and Jets. Yeah, yeah. The Friday game is kind of a cool addition. Uh, mm -hmm. why, why not? Most people are off. Um, but most people gather around the table to watch, you know, uh, gather in the living room, maybe pre meal and post meal after a meal, you, you unbutton that top button on your pants and you're like, all right, let me watch a little football, maybe fall asleep. Um, but you're not watching football, Mike, but you are watching a sport. Ooh. So that's good. Okay. Um, but you are going to be watching. So there's three, three full football game all day on your TV is just going to be the world championship of speed walking oh okay. um, speed walking became an olympic sport somehow it's one of the most awkward looking things like your feet can't touch the ground you kind of wiggle your hips uh so basically um you're just going to watch people walk around the track um for the entire day so mm. as you're entertaining my in-laws and russ mccamey you're like guys let's let's come in the living room maybe we'll cool down a little bit and watch a little bit of speed walking yeah, yeah. I feel one of them will say something racist about the, like, like the uh, Ethiopian who wins the speed walking championship. Like sure. most people, do it could be the in laws or Ross. It could yeah. be either one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be half the game right there. Yeah. Now, will it be one full competition for the whole day, or is it kind of like, all right, the Chicago speed walkers versus the Atlanta speed walkers, and then at four o'clock we got Philly and Los Angeles. No, I'm I'm thinking we're gonna go with one giant long competition. Like, so I'm, I'm gonna be watching the pre-show, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. analysts trying to talk about this for like yeah, an the, hour. The, the eight o'clock game comes on, they're like, it's and then they'll leave three limbs. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not getting like, a break. Yeah, and then um, it's like, oh, if you thought the 200 meters exciting, wait for the 400 to go. Exactly, exactly. So you're just okay. watching speed walking the entire entire Thanksgiving. Okay, I can see the tension. Occurring as I had to watch that for nine hours. I, uh -huh. I I understand what you're going with that there. Okay. 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 okay I'll give you a golf clap for that one. Thank you. Now, since we went over all the games, your activity is in the spirit of that. So, again, the games are Packers, Lions, yep. Commanders, Cowboys, 49ers, Seahawks, and then Friday is Dolphins and Jets. So, Scott, you're going to have a bunch of junior high kids students write oral reports about industrial history, African wildlife, military history, 
the Wild West, the Gold Rush, bird watching, <laughs> aquatic <laughs> science, and the history of flight. And you are going to go through endless bad PowerPoints. You'll have kids that are going to be bringing in the overhead projectors to try to give you visuals. You're going to get uncomfortable kids who speaking for the first time in public where it's going to take a long time. And considering four games should take about 12 hours, presentations 10 minutes each, that is 72 presentations that you will get to enjoy throughout your Thanksgiving day, Scott. That sounds um, great. That sounds really, mm. really fun when I'm sitting with uh, Bam Margera trying to get him to focus on a, a presentation about the Jets, you know. Um, <laughs> I For a second there, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to watch, like, a Seahawk versus a goal, a guy. <laughs> no, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not giving you that. <laughs> a Jet. And a dolphin on the same field. Yeah. He just sees a military guy <laughs> fly a jet into the ocean. I won. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's that's extremely boring. I I mm. think I might rather watch speedwalking, to be honest. Maybe you can mm. get into it. Maybe you could bet on it. At least that would make it fun. Yeah, like who would have the best grade? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. Well, mm. all right. Just to recap. Oh no, we got uh, actually we got we got two more two categories. More. So I guess I got to go dessert because I think we got to. Oh, wait, you're up, right? Yeah, we'll go oh, with dessert. Matter. We'll save we gotta, dinner for last. We got to save dinner for last. Yeah, that's the yeah. that's the prime time. Uh, yeah, thing. that's the number one answer kind of thing, right yep. there. All right. So after this long holiday, I figure, Scott, you want something cold, creamy, fruity. Mm. Just it's just a perfect combo for dessert and. I think I got the answer for you. Scott, you're going to have fruity mayonnaise ice pops. Oh. So you're just going to get a bunch of raisins and prunes and tomatoes and durian. You're going to throw it in a bowl with a big old gallon of mayonnaise and throw a bunch of sticks in there. We're not going to arrange the sticks. We're just going to throw the sticks into the mayonnaise, shove it into the freezer, and serve it to your guests. Oh, man, that sounds... Sounds delicious. Um, durian, I, I noticed you threw in there. Um, yeah, that's the stinky fruit. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's the real stinky. Uh, yeah, uh, goes well with tomatoes and prunes. That should really like soothe the belly after a nice meal. And uh, yeah, well, you got it's full of dishwasher water already, so you need something to you know work yeah. well with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's disgusting. I don't even like mayo really at all that much. Uh, but it, take... this is fruity mayo. It's frozen. Mayo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I um, I, I decided for dessert, we're just going to have pudding. Oh, I like pudding. Yeah. Do you like pudding? I like pudding a lot, Scott. What's your what's your favorite pudding? My go-to, uh, probably chocolate one. I think rice pudding is underrated. Rice pudding is good, but um, yeah. you similar to my Super Bowl thing, you're not just going to get pudding. No, you're not getting finished pudding. What? You're just getting the pudding mix. You're just having cups of. Pudding powder. powder. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. yeah. Interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, you didn't think you were going to be cooking the pudding or making the pudding. Well, I was hoping until you clarified. 
Yeah. You, I mean, you know, you got pre-workout in you. My in-laws are over. You're watching speed walking. And you're, you're just shoving powder into your mouth. Maybe an egg, you know, crack an egg in there. Um, my, my hope is, like, I still have some water for the pre-workout where I could shove it make, with the pudding make and pre workout like pudding. <laughs> <laughs> That's my one hope to enjoy my dessert, you know? Yeah. So everyone's talking. They have... <laughs> powder blowing out of their mouth um they're all excited and know we're we're all saying my god scott's in-laws are coming back oh god sure yeah no, so, i don't want to go in the basement with you okay. <laughs> yeah imagine you sitting there with russ he's he's talking about how he people are scamming him and he's got pudding dust flying all over you um yeah it should be a good experience for you like some of this stuff sounds like what he would do at his place, you know. <laughs> Actually, this whole thing sounds like McKimmy Manor yeah. next year. Um, he made me eat pudding powder for five hours. <laughs> A bag for water wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the main event, Mike. The meal. The meal. Um. So, you know, you're. For your meal, you got the in-laws sitting around. You guys are all pre-worked out. Got a couple of nice duck sauce dogs in you. Mm-hmm. Um, you watch the first two hours of speed walking. Now it's time to to yeah. sit down, build up a hunger. Um, and you know, I decided to be nice. Um, Aww. you're just going to eat a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Well, that's sweet of you, Scott. Yeah, I don't see pota- any strings attached to this. The potatoes, the turkey, mm-hmm. um, the green bean casserole, the 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 yams, whatever whatever oh, nice. you're into. It's all there. It's all on the table. Um, but it's from last year. Oh, <laughs> it's it, it is someone's Thanksgiving dinner. Say they maybe they ordered it at Wegmans or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it just sat in the the fridge or the back, and you're just serving a nice expired Thanksgiving yeah. meal. So I got like a cold turkey carcass uh-huh. in the middle, yeah, with some like moldy bread stuffing inside. And flies buzzing around. Mm-hmm. Um, like the yams are rock hard. Right, right, yeah. So year old yams. Um, so the whole dinner is there, but it was made a year ago. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I could see, like, uh, I could totally see your parent in-laws approving of what's in front of them. I'm sure it wouldn't lead to something that happened in their life where they'll scream back and forth with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I feel this is uh, quite an <laughs> evening, and all. I may yeah. I may skip dinner to watch more speed walking in that scenario, but yeah, I mean, maybe take a little bit more pre-workout. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit more pre-workout, you know. You're like your sixth, seventh cup. Okay, okay. So yeah, that's your dinner. All right, you got me on that one, Scott. But um, <laughs> I too felt that uh, tradition was important, and sure. Scott, I sure. feel like you need a bird at the dinner table. Of but but you know, you're hosting. You want everybody to be excited, so. I wanted to be special, so I don't want to just give you some old turkey or whatever. 
So you're a special guy. You like, yeah. you know, do nice things. Yeah. So to make your Thanksgiving special, I decided you are going to eat a one of a kind bird, Scott. Penguin. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now penguins are endangered and hunting them is quite illegal. So you can't just buy one. Mm. So your Thanksgiving week is going to start. You'll be spending days before the holiday in the Arctic on your own, trying to find and capture a penguin and then figure out how you're going to get it back and prepare it for Thanksgiving dinner. So your Thanksgiving is actually probably starting the Saturday before. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think I would go to the turtleback zoo, which is like, 20 minutes from here and try to get into that penguin exhibit somehow. I'm not going to the Arctic. I'll get all right. I mean, penguin. you got cheap. an advantage there, but there's still the whole point of, all right, how am I getting in there? <laughs> yeah. How am I not going to get pecked to death by every other penguin? How am I getting it out and uh-huh. not getting caught getting back? And then you go through the whole thing of preparing it whilst they're wondering if you're going to get arrested or one of your various other guests will be. And then I have like Alex Jones talking to me about penguins and you know that, that that's mm-hmm. a rough rough scenario. I wonder if penguin is any good if it tastes like chicken or you know I, I don't know. I I would assume it's like a pink meat or something like that. It's a, I mean now we're talking about it, I want to eat a penguin right now. I mean I feel <laughs> now bad we're talking about it, I don't have any Thanksgiving <laughs> plans. Maybe the penguin yeah. is. We got the. Uh... Oh. Yeah, I'm back. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I got the Atlanta Aquarium right about thirty minutes away. I mean, I, I get. I mean, I guessing they don't have too many people there on Thursday. So, I mean, I mean, nothing says Thanksgiving like a nice hot Atlanta penguin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if I can't catch it, I mean, there's like seals and stuff like that there I can grab or something like it, that. So, yeah, I have my options. Well, let's just recap, Mike. So your Thanksgiving. Your dinner's guests are my wife's parents and Russ McCamey from the McCamey Manor. Mm-hmm. Your drink is pre-workout. That's the only thing you're having all day. Your appetizer is duck sauce hot dogs. Uh, your dessert is just straight-up pudding mix. You're watching the, the, the 2023 Speed Walking Championships all day long. And your dinner is a Thanksgiving dinner, but from last year. Um, that is yours. Okay. And then for you, you got Alex Jones, Pam Margera, and a cat lady who's bringing over her dying, ailing cat. You'll be drinking dishwater water from your past meals so you can fully appreciate the meal that's in front of you. You're sure. going to have uh, no-work stew, which is cold water with whole vegetables and gristle logs in there. Your dinner will be a penguin once you figure out how you're going to obtain it <laughs> in the week before. Your dessert yeah. is fruity mayonnaise ice pops. And, of course, you'll be spending the whole day listening to high school kids or junior high kids oral reports on the various parts of history in honor of the football teams you will not watch. Well, both brutal. Tell us what you think out there, if you're if you're listening, who 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 edged down the competition, who has a worse Thanksgiving, which Thanksgiving could you get through? Which one would you attend? Which one? What part of it? Um, makes you you know makes you squirm a little bit, which is the worst thing. Who got what category? Let us know, um, in the comments uh, and whatnot on the podcast. And uh, well, Mike, I, I think we've we've come to our time here. Um, Thanksgiving yeah. is um, 
is approaching. So, uh, Mike, what's one thing that you're thankful for before we go? Uh, this has been a killer year for guests, so I'm thankful for that. I'm mm-hmm. thankful for my wife, the health of my doggies. I mean, now this, this is the first one with three doggies Thanksgiving, so this will be interesting. And uh, just uh, as as a, a thank you to everybody else, knowing that they're thanking me, you're welcome, everyone. Yeah, I will echo that same statement. I, I We've had some killer guests as I look through um, the year. I'm thankful to keep doing this almost 10 years later. We're coming up on 10 years of doing this, um, way longer than any of my friends or comedian friends or anybody has been doing their cast. Um, so we're, we're, we're still able to make this happen and figure it out and figure out how to get content out there um and obviously thank you thankful for the family and the son and that i still have my 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 good 12 year old uh bulldog uh beagle friend around he's still still doing well so um uh i think that is it for us guys um have yourselves a happy thanksgiving a wonderful thanksgiving um and please keep subscribing listen the podcast mike anything to promote before we roll uh, speaking of former guests, I'll bring up the Nappy Roots. Their new album, Nappy for Life Part 1, is out there. The first single is Hands of Time. Uh, you probably remember them for the their song, We're Gonna Have a Good Day. Uh, they are phenomenal guests. They have a phenomenal brewery that I go to here in Georgia called Atlanta Tucky, and they're just amazing artists. Literally, my wife didn't know they were artists, and when after we went to the brewery, she put on the album, and she bought one of the Naffy Roots albums. That's how much you fell in love with their music. They are incredible. Again, the single is Hands of Time, and the album is Nappy for Life Part 1. All right, and I won't actually promote anything. I would just... Uh, I, I saw something like two hours right before we started. Uh, the one and only Dana Carvey. Um, we all grew up on Love, uh, Wayne's World, uh, you know, everything from Saturday Night Live and whatnot. Uh, his son Dax, uh, no Dex, sorry, uh, accidentally overdosed at 32 years old, um, and yeah, really sad. Um, I, I remember hearing an interview with him maybe like two months ago about how him and his son, his son was opening for him on the road, um, doing comedy and whatnot, and his sons were very artistic and involved, and how much he like brought him new love for stand-up like having his sons come out with him and whatnot so um he just basically promoted if anyone's struggling with addiction to to reach out and then like he listed a whole bunch of addiction services but a very very sad story that i I don't know just really kind of bummed me out because dana carby is really interesting guy and we kind of we all grew up on him and and whatnot so yeah very underrated stand-up and like i remember he had his uh, show on abc and i loved it i don't know why it only lasted a season that guy should have been way bigger than he was so yeah and he's got a great podcast with david spade actually because called uh, uh fly on the wall and it's all just like uh snl stories and they bring on snl um, cast members and SNL guest stars, and they interview them about their SNL time. It's one of the ones I listen to, like kind of yeah, almost, almost weekly. So, just a crappy story to read. So, uh, thoughts go out to the Carvey family. So, other than that, guys, um, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, keep listening, keep subscribing, and keep sharing. And we'll be back next week. So, life is funny. Laugh at it. Keep the wind at your back. 
and send in your recipes for fruity mayonnaise ice pops to verbal shenanigans podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>